Welcome, 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 women, to another exciting episode of Relentless, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Janae Bryce, and I'm excited to share this word with you today. (laughs) Glory to God in the highest. I pray you are doing well and prospering in the Lord, but we are relentless. Even in the face of of COVID-19, we are relentless. Even in the face of all that we are going through, relentless means we will not relent. We will not give in. We will not acquiesce. Relentless. Why? Because the word of God chases us down and overtakes us with blessings. (laughs) It is relentless in our lives. So too will we be relentless in our own lives. God bless you, women. I'm excited to share this word today. So as is my custom, I would like to give a shout out to those churches, organizations, associations, nonprofits who have helped me by allowing me to share my gift down through the years, whether it was a word of poetry, emceeing a program, sharing on a Sunday morning on land or by sea, um, workshops, conventions, appreciations, anniversaries, whatever it may have been, I am sincerely grateful for the opportunity. To that end, I'd like to give a shout out to the um, New Beginnings Missionary Baptist Church of Oakland, California, uh, the pastor, Reverend Elliot Ivey. Um, God bless you for allowing me to share. I remember I shared at um, a women's uh, prayer breakfast. It was held over at um, his lordships. Y'all remember his lordships back in the day. (laughs) It was wonderful. So thank you to Pastor Elliot Ivey and the members of the New Beginnings Missionary Baptist Church. I say, like Paul said to the church at Philippi, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. So today I have a great word from the Lord um, as I prepared and studied and consecrated, uh, even in the midst of everything we're all going through. The Lord arrested my attention and um, directed me to uh, the book of First Peter. First Peter chapter three, verses five and six. First Peter chapter three. Verses five and six. And again, I'll be reading out of my beloved King James version of scripture, but feel free to read out of uh, whichever version you have, um, especially to make your study richer. Absolutely. Compare versions and then look in the old and new, the Hebrew and the Greek. Check it out. Uh, But today I'll be reading from the King James version of the New Testament scriptures. First Peter three verses five and six. And it says, For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Mm. Verse six, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. I'm going to read six again. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, little L-O-R-D, whose daughters ye are as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. So we're going to talk about Sarah's daughters, what it means to be Sarah's daughters. Subtitle, the female, her family, and her faith. Come on, the female, her family, and her faith. As the Lord blesses his word as we jump right in. 
So we're going to define our terms today. The female. Female. We know what that means. The opposite of male. Amen. (laughs) Where men are straight. Women have curves. Come on. Where men are usually uh, visual. Women are verbal. Come on. The female. The female. Just which female are we referring to? We're talking about Sarah. Sarah. She is a unique woman indeed. First, she is God's woman. Somebody say God's woman. Verse 5 of 1 Peter 3 says she is holy. That means she is sanctified. She trusts God. Let me, I'm going to throw this in for free. You do know that holiness is more than a denomination. You know, growing up, we say we went to the holiness church. <laughs> Though it is a denomination, it is so much more than that. It is our duty as children of God. I heard the Lord say, be ye holy for I, your God, am holy. Being sanctified is more than a certain church. It is a matter of character. It is the process of daily being set apart for sacred use, growing, maturing, and being made into the image of almighty God through Jesus Christ, his son. Sarah loved the capital L-O-R-D. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. She personifies the words found in St. Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of the things will be added unto you. Tell yourself first things first. So first of all, Sarah is God's woman. But secondly, Sarah is Abraham's woman. Verse six says she obeyed Abraham and called him Lord. Look carefully at the word Lord in in, in verse six. Come on. It's little L-O-R-D. Notice it is um, for all intents and purposes, lower in um, uh, lettering. That is all of these letters are lowercase. This word, as it is used here, signifies a term of reverence and respect. Now, if it had been capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, it would have been referring to God Almighty. So don't get it twisted up. She didn't consider Abraham her God. She considered him as he was her husband and she reverenced him. It's a term of reverence and respect. It shows that she honored her husband and was willingly submissive and in subjective subjection to him. (laughs) I I, I see your face. We don't like that. I see how you looking at me. (laughs) I want to talk to the wives today. You you need not feel inferior because you walk in submission to your husband. Ephesians 5.21 says, submitting yourselves one to another. He submits to you. You submit to him both in the fear of God. We all have work to do. He's submitting to you. You submitting to him. Tell somebody, stay in your lane. We will all avoid traffic jams and car crashes if we stay in our own lane. You do your job. Let your husband do his job. (laughs) Somebody say amen. I don't want to lose y'all yet. We on point number one. Stay with me. She submitted to Abraham so much so that when he told her that God told him to make that move, to get out from your kindred and acquaintances, move from the folk you know so well, just go start moving. I'll tell you when, when you get there. When he told Abraham that, she put her shoes on too. She said, I'm going with you. 
Why? Because wife rhymes with life. <laughs> the the vows say till death do us part, baby. You ain't leaving me here. Can't you hear Sarah saying, listen, you putting your shoes on me too. We going where? Okay. And let me throw this in for free too. There is no problem following a man who follows God. Because it's okay to put your faith in a man who has faith in God. It's okay. It's okay. Problems come in when you're not sure. I'm just saying. Wife rhymes with life. Amen. Till death do us part. (laughs) When God said, number one, I will make of thee a great nation. Number two, I will bless thee. Number three, I will make thy name great. Number four, you will be a blessing. Five, I will bless those that bless you. Six, I will curse them that curse you. And seven, in thee will all the families of the earth be blessed. Sarah said, I'm in on it too. You ain't leaving me out. I'm going too. I'm sticking with you. Now, now, now I'm throwing this into. Now, I'm sure she was probably looking for a Walmart or a beauty shop, beauty supply store. But the Bible says she went too. Tell your sister, me too. You, when the Lord says move, you just have to go. You have to trust God and leave the details to him. Yeah, they probably look real silly just... Striking out with their backpacks on the back of that camel like that. <laughs> Somebody said, where y'all going? They're like, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Well, how you know you, when you get there? I, the Lord going to show me. I don't know. So you're just going to get up and just start striking out. Well, northeast, southwest, where are we going? I'm trusting God. See, there's something Beautiful about a faith that trusts God like that. That is why Abraham is called the father of the faithful. And we're going to get to that. All right. She was also a woman's woman. So see, Sarah is not only God's woman. Not only is she Abraham's woman. Sarah is a woman's woman. The Bible says in Genesis eleven twenty nine that she was beautiful. Sarah had it going on, baby. Sarah was fine in her old age. She can teach us all something, ladies. <laughs> Keep your hair appointments. I know it's hard in COVID-19 if you got to make your kitchen the beauty shop. Go ahead on. You ain't got to look like nobody else, but make sure you look in the best you can look. Uh, Keep your medical appointments. Come on, watch your cholesterol. Come on, try to eat well. Get plenty of sleep. Drink your green tea and stock up on your omega-3s. Come on, drink plenty of water. She was a woman's woman. We can all take a page from Sarah's book. So, So Sarah was first God's woman. God makes it clear. He loved her so much that he changed her name from Sarai to Sarah. Secondly, she was Abraham's woman. It was clear who she loved, loved him so much that she reverenced him and called him Lord. Thirdly, Sarah was a woman's woman. She's teaching us how to keep, <laughs> keep ourselves together because she was so beautiful. Even in her old age, you remember when uh, Abraham tried to tell <laughs> one of the kings uh, uh, 
in one of the foreign lands he was traveling through. Uh, they were The men were so enamored with Sarah. Uh, Abraham said, no, she's my sister. So they wouldn't try to kill him to get his woman. No, that's not my wife. That's my sister. Now, you know you fine when your husband got to lie to other folk. So y'all not even married because he knows all the men want you. Ooh, I wish I had time. I don't have time, so I'm, I'm going to keep it pushing. Uh, 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 uh. Listen, Sarah was God's woman. Sarah was Abraham's woman, and Sarah was a woman's woman. We can all learn something. We can all take a page from Sarah's book. That's Sarah, the female. That's who we're talking about. All right, so first the female. Number two, her family. Let, 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 let's get on in this thing now. Her family. Sarah was a different kind of woman with a different kind of family. Now, her husband was older and advanced in age. He was elderly. He was a senior citizen. God loves senior citizens. Let me throw that in for free. I love senior citizens. He did some of his best work through senior citizens. You better ask Elizabeth and Zachariah. Remember, he gave them a bouncing baby boy in their twilight years. And what about old man Moses? He called him to, to deliver the children of Israel at the ripe old age of 120. Tell You better tell somebody, don't sleep on the old people. Don't sleep on the old. And listen, you better keep yourself together because you, you don't know what the Lord may call you to do in your later years. Take care of this physical body. You might have to do something one day. Take care of your mentality, your mind. Play Sudoku. Come on, watch old reruns of Jeopardy. Come on, give your mind a workout. Come on, read something, take a class. You never know what the Lord will have you doing in your later years. Because how many know old age is a blessing? Because if you don't get old, that means you die. Come on. I love being in my 50s. Be 51 in December. I love it. There are new challenges. There are some physical aches and pains I didn't have at 40. Come on at 30. Come on, 21. <laughs> yeah. But the other day, I stood up real fast and got a cramp in my back. I said, I, what? <laughs> Don't sleep on the old people. Now, I'm just saying that was the point to all of that. Thank God for seasoned saints. Come on, who know something you don't know? Who can teach you something if you sit down and listen? Don't sleep on the old people. Don't hate on the seasoned saints. So here they are. Abraham is an old man and Sarah is an old woman. Sarah is long past childbearing age. Now, you know the story. Abraham and Sarah, famous for their, uh, um, for having Isaac in their later years. Okay, here we go. There's a certain time in a woman's life when she is no longer able to bear children. Come on, the onset of menopause. And menopause itself. And if the truth be told, there's a certain age when she no longer wants to bear children. <laughs> uh, hello. Many of us who are mothers, we can recall in our earlier years, we wanted children. Absolutely. Wanted to have babies. Absolutely wanted to rear a family. These are called the childbearing years. Come on. Be that as it may, Sarah was there. She was no longer in her childbearing years, long past menopause. Um, yeah. 
But God had made Abraham a promise. That his son would come through Sarah, their union. Now, biologically, her womb is incapable of sustaining life. Now, let's just put it where it go. Um, menopausal years. Come on. <laughs> I tell you, like one, one gynecologist told um, a woman, she said, well, yeah, no, you are right. She said, well, do I have any more eggs? She said, yeah, but your eggs are fried. <laughs> In other words, baby, no, don't worry. We come here with a set amount of eggs. Yours are almost done. All right. Now, perhaps Abraham was still able, you know, I, I don't know. And then I believe I read in scripture elsewhere that Abraham did go on to marry again and have other children. Lord have mercy. After Sarah died. Yeah. Look that up. That's homework. So, we, you know, we know that together they could not have a baby except God intervened. They were childless. Something was missing in their house. The pitter patter of little feet. Something was missing in their lives. A child. The dream of having children has long been deferred for Abraham and Sarah. And perhaps at this point in their lives, they have settled into it, gotten used to the idea of being without. And let, let me throw this in for free. It's amazing what you can get used to after living without it for so long. Something happens to the human psyche where you no longer miss it. It no longer matters. You convince yourself that I'll no longer hope for it. You, you, you just give up hope of ever receiving whatever that thing was. Who, who am I talking to? I'm talking to somebody. It's amazing what you are able to get used to. How some dreams deferred are deferred for so long that they <laughs> dry and shrivel up like a raisin in the sun. Come on. What happens to dreams deferred? You remember that poem. Oh, so, 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 so. What I'm trying to get you to see is that God says, I know that it seems impossible. I know what it looks like. I know the doctor said it won't happen. I know your friends have counted you out. I know what it looks like. But God told me to ask you, is there anything too hard for God? Whatever it is. The Lord said, dream again. I don't know who I'm talking to. But the Lord said, dream again. If you've got the faith, you know God's got the power. Trust him again. Believe him again. Pray again. Hope again. God can do it. The issue is never God's ability. It's always our faith. Hold on, sister. Sarah feels alone, left out, abandoned because she is barren. And you know, back in that day, a barren wife was considered a curse, an insult on the highest order. Ooh, have mercy. All of this leads her to feelings of desperation. And see, desperate times. What? Call for desperate measures. Now, enter Hagar. Now, I got a whole nother lesson on Hagar. And I'm going to give it to you one day. Enter Hagar. Now, while Sarah is old and barren, Hagar is young and capable. Somebody say, uh-oh. <laughs> Somebody say, uh-oh. See, problem when you start trying to help God along with his plans and what he's got in mind for you. Because the Bible already says, for I know the plans I have for you. I know what I'm going to do with you in your life. 
Don't, don't, don't try to help me. I got this. Well, we know the story. Sarah is a devoted wife with a dysfunctional family. And, and let me throw this in too. If you shake the family tree, don't be surprised when all the nuts fall out. Sarah was not supposed to suggest to Abraham that he sleep with Hagar to bring along, bring about this baby. And I'm a little, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand, Sarah. I'm just saying, because see, your husband might, the man might go astray, but it ain't going to be because I opened the door. What? It ain't going to be my suggestion. What? Sarah suggested that Abraham go on in unto Hagar to bring about the blessed baby boy that God uh, promised. What? I'm scratching my head about Sarah. Now, I love her. She's God's woman. She's Abraham's woman. She's a woman's woman. But, Sarah, you got me on this one, girl. What was wrong with you? (laughs) Somebody say desperate. Have mercy. Okay. Yeah, so now, uh, yeah, family. She was a little cuckoo. Somebody said you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. They, they married. He don't know what, but I do notice that Abraham didn't put up too much of a fight. He wasn't fussing. Girl, no, I ain't going into no Hagar. I, yeah, no, he was there. Have mercy. Okay. So now that. Sarah done helped God out and suggested that Abraham sleep with Hagar. Uh-huh. Now she got to deal with Hagar and Ishmael. Abraham's son by Hagar. Y'all stay with the story. Let me throw this in. Uh, we don't have time to discuss Hagar in detail, um, but it's in my book, by the way. I'm just saying I thought I would share that. But again, I'm going to share it on, on, on this platform one day soon. All right. So we talked about number one. Come on, the female. Talked about number two, her family. And everybody's family is dysfunctional. I don't, I don't care who you are. If it's made out of people, it's messed up. I'm just, just, just telling you. All right. Point number three. Come on. Her faith. The female. What I say? The female, her family, and now her faith. Her faith. All right. Sarah had her share of ups and downs. Wouldn't you agree? Come on. The life of a wife, mother, and God-fearing woman is not easy. But Sarah had something that moved God. You hear what I said? You got to have something that moves God. Something that helped her stand the test of time. Because, see, oh, you're going to make some mistakes. But the blessing is in outliving it. Just just live. Just keep living. (laughs) Something that pleased God. And the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. What was it? Somebody say faith. Sarah's life was so incredible that she made it into the book. Not once, not twice, but three times. The book of Genesis, for example, uh, details her journey with Abraham. Peter wrote about her in 1 Peter 3, 5, and 6, where we are right now. But her life was so pleasing to God that she made it into the roll call of the faithful. Come on here. She made it into the list of the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11 and 11. It says, through faith also. 
Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. I want to go back to the word also through faith. Also, Sarah herself received strength. See, yes, we talk a lot about Abraham. Mm -hmm. Abraham was the father of the faithful. God did give him seven promises. If you strike out and do what I ask you to do, your descendants will be greater than the sands uh, on the seashore, greater than the stars in the sky. If you do what I tell you to do. But who was right there with him? Sarah. And that's why Hebrews eleven eleven says through faith. Also, you ain't going to leave Sarah out with all of her flaws and downfalls and miscalculations and messing stuff up. God still used her. And what am I saying to you who are listening? God knows you messed up and messed up bad. The Lord knows it, but that does not disqualify you from allowing him to use you. God can, oh, he does his best work when we are through messed up. Why? Because he said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Come on here. If we are Sarah's daughters. Then we inherit some things from our mother. Come on. You know your children look like you. Come on. One might favor the daddy a little more. Or, or, but, the, but they got something of you in them. Absolutely. Because the Bible says we would be Sarah's daughters. If some things are true in our lives. Come on first. It says that we're going to take after her. We're going to favor her in some areas. What areas? Number one, we may be impatient with divine delays. That's not the best characteristic. We may think God is taking too long. So some of us are impatient. We get that from Sarah. Two, we may become desperate and make a most detrimental decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of us have done it. Some of us doing it right now. And it ain't too far-fetched to think we'll do it in the future. There may be some things in our lives we regret. And may still have to live with. Ooh. We get that from our mother. Come on, Sarah. Three, we may have some people in our families that we may choose not to associate with. Come on, Pookie and Junebug now. <laughs> Baby boy and Peaches. Come on, cutting up at the family reunion. <laughs> Come on, some family some family members we, we, we may not invite to the, come on, to the dinner party. Because they're cutting up. We don't want to be bothered with some family members. If that's true, we get that from Sarah. But if we judge God faithful, it helps us to be faithful. Come on. Uh, oh, it says through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. If we judge God faithful, it helps us to be faithful. Come on. Yeah, we, we might inherit some impatience, some desperation, some family members we don't like. But we will also inherit Sarah's faithfulness to believe in an invisible God who can do anything but fail. It took faith for Sarah to believe she would be a mother as a senior citizen. Come on, number two, we'll also inherit Sarah's fearlessness. Come on, the Bible says we are Sarah's daughters if we are not afraid with any amazement. It means we won't lose our minds and become unglued when things look bad. Come on, we won't throw a temper tantrum if we lose. 
Fear will not become our master and phobias will not cripple us. Prozac and Zoloft will not govern our lives. Why? Because we will not become unglued. We will not be afraid with any amazement. When things look bad, that's when we begin to look up. So come what may, I will say the Lord is my light. Come on. And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh? Something happened. They stumbled and fell. Come on here. We are Sarah's daughters if we keep our composure. Come on. If we continue to look unto him who is the author and the finisher of our faith. We ain't studying this stuff down here. Come on, I will lift mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. All my help comes from the Lord. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, I ain't worried. They stumbled and fell. You are Sarah's daughters. If you remember, I can do all things through Christ. Which strengthens me. We are Sarah's daughters because we are faithful. We are fearless. We are female. Faithful, what does it mean? It means root word faith. We trust in God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen is anything too hard for God. My faith says, no, I will reach up to thee, oh God. Thank you. Because even when I'm not faithful, he is. Faithful, fearless, root word, fear. We will not fear what man can do unto us. (laughs) The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. There is no fear in love. Glory to God. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We are females. Fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of our God. Glory to God in the highest. The souvenir is this. Be faithful. Be fearless. Because you are God's female. (laughs) He didn't make no mistake when he created you. Faithful. Root word faith. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Fearless. Root word fear. We cast out all fear. Because of God's perfect love. And we are female. Fearfully and wonderfully made. God didn't make no mistake by making us women. Glory to God in the highest. We are faithful. We are fearless. We are female. God bless you women. See you next week.